And we're back. Welcome to Not Safe for Cycling. Once again, this is your host, Chris, taking a few days off for the weekend, but back once again to round up the weekend that was in cycling. So let's get right to it. Coming off of last uh, week, uh, Tour de la Provence uh, had the weekend stages, including a stage up to Chateau Renaud, a.k.a. Mont Ventoux. Uh, and basically, it was the Ineos show um, there. However, it wasn't the normal Ineos rider that you would expect. Uh, young Ivan Sosa, um, the rider uh, that had, was discovered by Gianni Savio back uh, with Androni, another Colombian uh, kind of like Egan Bernal. However, not necessarily with the pedigree of Egan Bernal. Uh, he went away um, on the final stage, or on the final stage, on the final climb um, to Mont Ventoux with uh, Egan Bernal, um, his countryman and teammate, uh, kind of playing uh, the blocker with Julian Alaphilippe um, chasing, and it was Alaphilippe finishing in third place with Bernal clipping off to take second um, on the stage. I mean, they were the class of the stage. I mean, Sosa was climbing incredibly. Uh, so uh, it's just another, and he was already kind of a GC, a feature GC sort of pick. Um, but with his third, it's his third year being on the team. And as far as I'm aware, it, he doesn't have a contract in place for 2022. He's won Burgos two years, uh, 18 and 19, um, and then he was, he won a stage last year um, with that, the final stage um, of the race, so, I mean, he definitely has some talent, didn't, wasn't the greatest in the Vuelta last year, however, um, obviously it was a weird year, and it was super late um, in the calendar, plus he was kind of helping Carapaz at that point um, as well, too. Um, he was decent in the first, the very climbing first week, um, but kind of tailed off towards the end. Uh, so this might be a big year for him. Um, he is down for the UAE Tour as well as the Giro d'Italia. Uh, so yet another weapon in Ineos's arsenal. Um, but I think I talked about this in their team preview. It's how I mean, how many cooks can be in the kitchen uh, here because they they legitimately have maybe four or five riders that could win a Grand Tour or at least podium a Grand Tour. Um, and they have three Grand Tour winners on the on the team itself. Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of a <laughs> incredible the, the amount of talent that they have on there. Uh, but then, you know, they, they added a couple of weapons on there as well, too, like Adam Yates. Um, so, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's going to be something, especially when it comes to Grand Tours, uh, just, you know, seeing how miffed Grant Thomas was when, you know, he was out of the Giro, but Teo Gegenhardt ended up winning, um, you know, just the loss of chances. But I mean, this, if this is his final year on Ineos, it could be a big year for uh, Ivan Sosa to show something. And I mean, he already has with this win to Mont Ventoux um, and then taking the over overall title, not to spoil the finish of the race, um, but taking the overall title there. Um, behind, um, I mean, it was kind of a, a group of the the who's who of, uh, I want to say the B list, but the AAU minus list. Um, Wout Poles ended up taking 
a few seconds out of that group. Um, so he finished fourth on the stage. That group behind, so we got like Jesus Harada, Malcolm Olima, um, Jack Haig, um, Julia Ciccone, uh, Patrick Conrad, Alexander Vlasov. Vlasov did crash on that stage too. Um, so it's pretty impressive that he was able to, you know, climb pretty, pretty well um, after taking that fall. Um, and then just behind that, there was a group with Matteo Jorgensen, who also crashed um, probably harder than Vlasov and Alaphilippe did um, on that stage two sprint um, with Warren Bargui and Aurelien Paint um, right behind there. So, I mean, it was kind of a... I'll talk about this a little bit more later as well, too. But, I mean, with the two teams that are just that Heimar Zubeldia range with Woutpoles, or with Woutpoles, with uh, Woutpoles' team, Bahrain Victorious and Trek Segafredo. They have they each had two GC guys up there. However, I mean, Bahrain was did a little bit better just because Poles was off the front of that main chasing group. Uh, but... I mean, what are they going to do when it comes to going up against Ineos, let alone UAE or Yumbo Visma? I mean, it's just, <laughs> they're going to have to get creative. Um, going to have to get creative anyways. Uh, so, stage four was a pretty chaotic finish again. I mean, it seems like all of these French, these French races, the sprints have been um, chaotic to say the least. Um, in the end, uh, it looked like Arkea was moving up there, but uh, it, a team that really needed to win, Bahrain Victorious, was victorious with Phil Bauhaus um, taking the sprint win. I want to say kind of surprisingly, just because he's pretty, he's kind of inconsistent with his sprint finishes. He does seem to do well early in the season, however... It's very selective when he when he gets up there um, if he is going to finish it off. So I thought it was pretty surprising that he held off Ballerini, um, who was looking, obviously, in stellar form with his two stage wins. And then Nasser Buhani, um, again, with a return to form, finishing third. Um, so that's his third podium finish uh, this year. Might be, listening, might be missing a little bit of that snap in the sprint. However... Um, you can't complain there if you're Arkea just to see that you know you have somebody that's consistently up in those sprint finishes um, with that and also uh, kind of important as well too for Trek um, another team that needs a consistent sprint finisher um, Matteo Moschetti um, who had won two races at the um, Challenge Majorca last year and then had a big crash, um, I believe, in Besage um, last year, and he was out. Even It was very, very, very slow coming back, um, even after lockdown. I'm trying to remember if that was in Besage or if it was in training afterwards. Anyways, he was out for a, a long time, and he didn't really ever come back to form. He had one stage up in the Vuelta where he was up there um, in that sprint um, that Sam Bennett had won, but um, kind of a return to form. Got fourth place in this sprint, so hopefully he can show more at the UAE Tour um, coming up as well, too. Uh, so, I mean, kind of went, already went over the overall thoughts for the race, but, I mean, it's Ineos is just going to be so hard to beat, and, I mean, it's just a 
it's a warning shot to Yumbo and um, UAE, uh, let alone everybody else um, as well as well too. But like teams like Bahrain and Trek, I mean, there's they're either going to have to be content with these, you know, the fourth through tenth kind of GC placings, um, or they're going to have to really shake some stuff up um, as well too. So I guess time time's going to tell with that. But I was very impressed. Uh, with uh, I just want to shout out Movistar with their two Americans, uh, Mateo Jorgensen and Abner Gonzalez, uh, the Puerto Rican. Um, so I mean, Jorgensen obviously he looked great on Von Two, um, even after crashing on stage two. Uh, so I mean, he's just going to be sky's the limit with him. I mean, he, when you're you finish top 20 at uh, Lon San Remo in like your first pro year, that is like an abridged pro year. Um, as well, too. And then, um, you know, you're 14th overall in Provence. He's going to Paris-Nice um, next month as well, too. So, hey, I mean, a stage one isn't out of the... It's not out of the, the reckoning there. Reckoning there. Um, so I definitely want to shout him out. And then Admir Gonzalez, uh, the Puerto Rican. Uh, I talked about him, a little bit about him in the preview um, for the team as well, too. Uh, but first professional race um, with, I mean, first professional race, uh, let's just leave it at that. And he did really well. I mean, he climbed amazing on Von Two. It was 20th on that stage um, as well. Finished in a nice little group. Had Fabio Aru, um, Carlos Rodriguez, uh, the very young Spanish climber for Ineos. Um, as well as a few others in there. So if it wasn't for, he lost, he finished way back on the final stage, the sprint stage, like whatever, but he would have been 25th overall, finished 32nd, but I think that's a really good result for him, especially after riding all amateur races last year um, as well too. So overall, it was a good race. I mean, definitely the UCI needs to do something about these French races, just kind of doing whatever the fuck they want um, in terms of finishes. Uh, so hopefully uh, they can get that together, um, but I'm not holding my breath, um, honestly. So uh, the other weekend race that was for the pros, uh, Classica de Almeria, um, racing through the Sea of Plastic in southern Spain. Uh, I had never played too much. I don't even know if I ever watched this race before uh, this weekend, and even then I only watched a little bit at the end uh, just because it's a sprint finish almost always um with that so nothing really exciting uh, i shouldn't say it's always a sprint finish it's just usually nothing really happens until the end um of the race because there has been some solo um or small group finishes or whatever you want to call them um with that but usually it's a sprint um i will say um but almeria having the the greenhouses all around uh, just miles and miles and miles of greenhouses that, you know, they basically supply, supply all of Europe's uh, greens and vegetables, or most of them, um, throughout the winter, which is pretty interesting just because we don't really have a setup like that or at least something as drastic or just that. I mean, when you see the helicopter shots, it's just insane um, what you're looking at it. Um, so we don't really have that in America, but in any case, um, 
pretty interesting, to say the least. Like I said, not very exciting race right until the end. Uh, there was a crash that did take out a few favorites. Um, Alvaro Hodge of Dakota Quickstep, and then Jordy Moose, uh, Meese. I'm not 100% on the pronunciation there. Uh, but Meese was also caught up in that crash in Visage, uh, the big one with the roundabout at 500 meters to go. I mean, he has a big sprint talent. Um, so the Belgian, I mean, he should be up there in some races, but second race in about a week that he got caught up in a crash, though. That sucks for him. Uh, and then Mechanicals took out uh, Mark Cavendish. I mean, I don't know how much he would have been in a sprint, but uh, also Fernando Gaviria um, as well, too. So the sprint was interesting, though, uh, just because the fact that De Koenig, even without Cavendish and Alvaro Hodge, um, they just pretended like it was normal and they you know they left it um they left their sprint train intact and just kept going and then just basically the the sprint duties got uh, left to florian seneschal however watching the sprint it seemed like um the last lead out man bert van lerberger might have been the the man to back on that just because the turn that he did at the end what to ramp it up was absolutely incredible i mean he lined out um, the Peloton, and just, I mean, he is one of the integral parts to that sprint train um, to begin with because um, he's one of the last men on it. Usually, Seneschal is the last man on it, um, but then once uh, Van Leerberger kind of, you know, he kind of let up, there was a little dip, um, and Seneschal did take the front, um, and... I mean, he had some snap. I won't say that. Like, he just, like, floated straight back. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't... He wasn't just sprinting right out of that. Because Giacomo Nazzolo, um, for Quebec, I mean, he... He just flew around um, Santa Shaw. Um, and it was incredible to see the snap that uh, Nazzolo had. I mean, he's had a good good season so far um he had a couple of top fives um in Besage, but the the snap that he showed at the end was pretty incredible um, and it was a little bit of a tricky finish as well too there was a, a couple of bends they had to negotiate but he definitely had some form and it's really great to see Quebec take a win um in what I would think is a very important year for them to get some results so that they can possibly line up some sponsors uh for the coming years um, as well, too. So, Nizzolo, I mentioned that in the preview as well, too, that they Nizzolo had to be very consistent for them uh, just because of the lack of other riders that would be giving them consistent results. And it's great that he got them on the on the board. And then, uh, yeah, Sandichal second, Martin Lass for Bora Hansgrove with Jordy Meese being out. Uh, it was a good, good result for Lass uh, to finish on the podium there. He was one of those riders before he came over to Bora last year. Kind of a star on the Asian circuit. Took a lot of wins there in some of the lower European races. Um, had a little bit of a rough year last year just adjusting to some of the European stage races like the Vuelta. I mean, he just struggled through that, but he got through it. Um, but he did win a couple of stages in the Tour of Slovakia. So I think uh, not their first option by any means, but um, he got up there for third, so good good to see him there um, in any case. So 
other racing um, that happened this weekend. Uh, mainly it was um, down under uh, with uh, New Zealand Nationals. Um, George Bennett, Jumbo Visma, was finally able to win um, the, the Black Fern um, and take that over to Europe um, after about a decade of trying um, to win it anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I think he had finished, he's finished second twice, and he, he'd been thereabouts before, um, as well, too, um, but in any case, you know, it was a, a good win for him. It was a very challenging circuit in Cambridge, um, down there, because he won solo by about two minutes over, uh, the Scottish rider who's living in New Zealand, uh, Mark Stewart for Ribble Weltite. Um, and Michael Torkler, um, who is another guy that he's been around for a while and always seems to be up for nationals as well. He's raced in America uh, for a number of years um, as well, too. So uh, Bennett able to take the win. It was great to see him do well, finally get that win. Um, and hopefully, you know, he takes that, takes some form, takes some form um, over to Europe. Um, with him because he is down for Perry Nice, Catalonia, and then obviously the Giro d'Italia in May. In the U23s, uh, Jack Dreg, um, he won. Uh, it's a combined field, but he would have finished about sixth um, in the elite men's race. He finished with James Oram, um, but he he rode a really great race. He was the junior road race winner last year. Um, and he's a, he's definitely a climber uh, that prefers a really hard course because he, I mean, he took it to the, um, other U23s cause he won by, uh, over three minutes on the, the two Keegan Hornblow and Ruben Thompson, uh, that are also, that were in the race, um, there. And I mean, Thompson's on the, um, Groupama FDJ continental team. Um, as well as Lawrence Pithy, and then Finn Fisher Black was way back there. So I mean, he beat a good, a really good, um, good group there. Um, and he was climbing well at the New Zealand Cycle Classic. He's just a really tiny rider. I think they, yeah, they list him at 52 kilograms, and he's um, about 1.8 meters uh, in in height. So I mean, he's a uh, he is a beanpole uh, to say the least. Um, so. Definitely a pure climber um, or pure-ish, um, to say the least. Uh, so hopefully he'll be able to get over to Europe soon and we can see kind of what he's made of just because he doesn't have a ton of results um, against a big international field uh, with that. Uh, it was a double for Georgia Williams of Team Bike Exchange as well, too. Uh, she took out uh, the women's road race. It was kind of a, once it got going, it was kind of a three-woman race between her uh, the, the surprise of the weekend, Kate McCarthy um, and Charlotte Lucas uh, of DNA Pro Cycling. Yeah, Williams uh, took it to the line with McCarthy and won the sprint there. Uh, McCarthy, I mean, she has, hasn't has done much outside of New Zealand, but, I mean, she only uh, was at Nationals two years ago, was 25th, last year was 5th, and this year now on the podium in 2nd. Oh, as well, too, so I'm going to have to do some research there to see, uh, but definitely seems like a, a diamond right there, to say the least. Um, and then it was a all-Georgia uh, in terms of women winners for the weekend, uh, with Georgia Danford taking the U23 title, 
Um, she is going to be writing for Andy Schleck's team over in Europe. Um, so it'll be good to see her, and uh, hopefully she'll be able to get a, get a few results uh, with the Andy Schleck squad. That seems pretty diverse um, in terms of the number of different countries that are on that team. Because um, I think there's like eight, nine maybe countries that are uh, represented on that team. So, uh, yeah, hopefully she'll be able to take that. Uh, at least she'll be able to take that jersey over there. Um, and hopefully you'll see, be able to see it in a few races uh, if there's any under 20. Well, now that I say that, it doesn't make sense because there's not many under 23 women's races. But in any case, hopefully she'll be able to at least get a band on the jersey or something. Besides that, not too much else um, going on in terms of racing. Uh, just ramping up into the uh, Tour of the Alps Maritimes, a.k.a. Houtvar. Um, that'll be going starting, I think, Friday. Uh, they'll be racing on in Turkey as well, too. Uh, I've been following the updates with Wildlife Generation. They've just been kind of, uh, they went up to Cappadocia for a training camp, um, and then they're back down um, around Alanya for the races um, this weekend. So hopefully that team uh, from America will be able to get some results. Uh, that'll be um, Interesting to see anyways. And then the UAE Tour, uh, the big pro uh, race, will be starting um, on Sunday as well, too. Because, I mean, it's only 12 days until Umloop Hetnizblad. Um, so definitely going to be that season's coming very fast. Uh, so in any case, that's all I will have. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, with some more updates and hopefully some more team previews as well, too, because we are getting down to it. But that is it for me, Chris. Not safe for cycling.